Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our program. <laughs> Why do we own this DVD? Your true host, Sean Takaki, and his wife, Diane. Diane and Sean. Yeah. Why do we own this DVD? Sean Takaki and his wife Diane. Yeah. Just wanna say, why do we own this DVD? Why? Oh, we're back after like a two-day break. I feel like I was just sitting here. Boom boom. Boom boom. <laughs> boom boom. Uh, hello and welcome, welcome to another episode of Why Do We Own This DVD? I'm your host, Diane Takaki, and my co-host <laughs> is Sean, and he's uh, sleeping. Yeah, I am tired. I am, I am tired. Why you don't you know how to talk in a microphone? I don't know. It's my first time. Oh, welcome. Ugh, fucking tired. Yeah, we know. Why don't you drink some coffee? I have green tea. <laughs> so, yes, this is a podcast where we talk about our DVD collection. Off to a running start. Off tonight. to a great start on this. Warmish Friday. It's a little warm. It's a little muggy. It's a little muggy. We're hoping that it rains all day. I hope that it rains all day tomorrow. That's I, my. I, I wouldn't mind some rain. I feel Saturday. I could go for some rains. <sighs> um. Huh. I don't know when this episode is dropping. This. One, it doesn't matter. This will be dropping. <laughs> the eighteenth, because. The 11th will be whatever we did yesterday, last night. Oh. Dark two night? Two nights ago? Dark night? I don't know. Cool story, bro. So what movie are we talking about tonight? Another Heat Leisure movie? Another Roland Emmerich movie? Wow. My tastes don't change, do they? <laughs> you you do have a... You, you do have a, a, a taste. <laughs> do I? I think you I don't know you do I have a taste well you have a a not surprising assortment I don't know <laughs> I, I don't even know I don't know my eyeball hurts okay my toe hurts <laughs> Sean's falling apart guys gals I, I'm a reverse Frankenstein's monster I'm still, I'm all from the one piece, but I'm just... You're just dropping pieces. <laughs> so tonight we're talking about from the year... The year 2000! 2000. Well, they'll have heard it. I'll have dropped it in. Uh, we're talking about The Patriot. A movie that I was not looking forward to watching, not looking forward to rewatch. Did I hit record? I did. I don't know. So yeah, I wasn't looking forward to rewatching. Not that uh -huh. I didn't. I like I know that I didn't 
not like it. Because someone says, okay, tonight we're watching The Patriot. You're like, oh. It felt like it was going to be a slog. And then I told you, by the way, this movie is two hours and 45 minutes. And that made me sadder. And you're like, oh. But then not even five minutes in, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in for this. I'm on board. Like, I mean, I knew that I had previously enjoyed the movie. Uh-huh. I'm doing crooked legs. I don't know <laughs> what you're doing. Like, I knew I had previously enjoyed it. Uh-huh. Like, it, but it isn't like... It's not one that you pop in on a regular basis. One, it's not a movie I think of, oh, I love that movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean... It's kind of forgotten to time, I think. Um, I, I, it's... I think it, it held my attention enough because it was action-y enough. There was a lot... This was bloodier than I remembered. It, it and it doesn't have, like... It really, it doesn't have, like, the melodrama. Like, it certainly mm. has dramatic moments. Yeah. But it isn't, yeah. like, overburdened with drama. Like... I don't know. Hmm. Like, I would assume a Magnolia is full of melodrama. It always brings it back to Magnolia, and you have never even seen it. Because it's a movie that I have no desire to explore. Because Tom Cruise cries. No. it just That's looks... why you don't want to see it. I would no. I know that I would. You're an anti crier. No, Tom I Cruise crier. Uh, You're I, anti Tom Cruise crier. I don't want to see Tom Cruise ugly cry. Impossible. Like when he tears up, like in Jerry Maguire. Yes, we're not talking about this again. We've talked about this. Perfectly fine. Borderline lovely. Wow. <laughs> but for, but when his, I saw his Oscar bait clip. Of him crying in Magnolia at the bedside of his father, I'm assuming. Yeah. I laughed my ass off. That's rude. I I'm, know. I'm going to make you watch I didn't this. feel good about that. Well, I mean, I, no, I did feel good about laughing, but I felt guilty about laughing afterwards. But it just, it looked ridiculous. Like, even Russell Crowe, like, sob crying in Gladiator over his dead family broke my heart if tom cruise did that in the same way he did the magnolia cry i would i would laugh we just lost all of our followers all all two of them (laughs) okay so the patriot opened june 30th 2000 uh directed by roland emmerich which honestly i don't think i knew we were talking about him literally last week i don't think you knew because you would have brought it up and I looked at his filmography literally last week. And somehow this missed your eyeballs? I'm like, mm, it's not a disaster movie. My eyeballs just blinked when... Well, I think you were looking for Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> no. Why would I... Oh, I don't know. I was looking at on IMDb. I no, I know. Emmerich's. No, I know. But I mean, you might have been... And my eyes just glanced through, past it, the It might have been through that filter. It didn't... <laughs> no, I think it was a disaster filter. Okay. I was trying to find comparable... Like, you know, oh, like independent well, state because movies. we were talking about how he likes to destroy the <laughs> Statue of Liberty. Yes. And, and there's no Statue of Liberty. There's no Statue of Liberty in, in the Revolutionary War. <laughs> so the story takes place mainly in rural, rural. Well, good luck. Rural. Wow, I found a word I can't say. We've, we've found many words you can't say. What are you talking rural about? Rural Berkeley County in South Carolina and depicts Benjamin Martin an American colonist nominally loyal 
to Great Britain. What does that mean? Barely. Okay. Barely loyal to like, Great Britain. Technically loyal. He gets swept into the Revolutionary War when his home life is disrupted. Wow. See, I get another word you can't say. Um, the writer said that uh, Benjamin Martin is a composite character based on four historical men. Andrew Pickens, Francis Marion, Daniel Morgan, and Thomas Sumter. I don't know who any of those people are. If you are a student of the Revolutionary War, you know who those men are? Great. He is a combination of the four of them. Um, I think Sumter... Wait, is it Sumter or Sumter? Sumter. Sumter, okay. S-U-M. Yeah, okay. T-E-R. Um, I think he was like a, a fairly large landowner. Okay. Because I think... There's stuff named there's after still these like people. Farms or vineyards named after him. Mm. Okay. I think... So most of the film's events occur in the southern theater of the war. I hate that phrase because it just makes you think that war is just a big old show. Well, I mean... I know what it means, but it just... I mean, it's used throughout most wars, though, like the Pacific Theater. I know, but I don't like that because it just like, oh, so these are just big shows. Well, no, but I mean, okay. Let me just think it's what like, I want to think. It's like they said, the southern production of the war. <laughs> I'm not calling it a playhouse. Uh, this stirred, the movie stirred some controversy due to its highly fictionalized portrayal of British figures and atrocities, including a historical scene, an ahistorical scene. What's an ahistorical? Non-historical. Okay. Well, couldn't they just... Uh, which a church filled with colonists is locked and burned. And Benjamin Martin should have been a slaveholder, slave owner. No, you... Uh, Probably would have been. Yeah. I think even Mel Gibson said he should have been. Yeah, he did. Okay. I saw that quote. Oh, okay. See? Yeah, we've talked about Mel Gibson. Well. So, yeah, let's talk about our cast. Um, Mel Gibson plays Captain slash Colonel. Does he become both? He was a captain when he was in whatever the hell, Mm -hmm. when he was with Chris Cooper. And now he's Commissioner Gordon. Um. Sure. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. I plays Captain slash Colonel Benjamin Martin. He's a veteran of the French and Indian War, a hero of the fictional Fort Wilderness, and widowed father of how many kids? Seven, because he has seven kids. He was supposed to have six kids in the yeah. movie. Yeah, I know. Fucking ego. <laughs> and then his lady had her seventh kid, and he's and they and they changed the script. That's, who cares? But you know what? Had it not been for that, we might not have gotten cute little Logan Lerman. He could have been shunned. Is, okay. He plays the youngest boy who doesn't have any lines. And he's he just, blondish, right? No. No, they all, all the boys have brown hair. He's with, okay, well, he's with, he's one of the two boys who's shooting the guys, right? Nope. Oh, he stays behind. Yeah, he's the youngest. Oh, like young, how young? I mean. He looks like he's fucking four. He was seven when he filmed this. So wait, who are the two boys that are... It's Nathan and William that are shooting. Um, We'll get to it. No, I did so much research on trying to figure out who Logan Lerman's character was because 
Nathan two, looks like him. And weren't there two not. different names or no? Because Logan Lerman plays William, his fifth and youngest. Uh-huh. One of the boys stays behind with the two girls or three girls, however many fucking girls there are. There's... Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's two girls and five boys. Ba, ba, ba. Don't say ba to me. I'm going to punch you in the nuts. There's there's Heath. There's not Heath, Mm -hmm. who gets killed. Yep. There's... Brian is the one you're thinking of. Um, I'm sorry. Samuel. Oh, okay. Samuel and Nathaniel or Nathan or whatever. They're the ones that go out. That go shooting. Okay, okay, okay. Because, yeah, he... I think Nathan is the one who's supposed to reload for his brother. He's like the third oldest. Yeah. Because it's Heath and then the one who's killed and then this Nathan and then it's Samuel and then it's William. Okay. Then I don't remember the youngest boy then. Yeah, because he's barely in it. He's Because the only other kid I, the only other young kid I remember is Susan because she's unforgettable. Well, then there's Claire Danes. It's not Claire Danes, but she reminds me of. Yeah, what was her? Like Meg? Margaret. Mark? Yeah. Margaret. We'll we'll get to the kids. Okay, I'm just saying. And so wait, that's Percy Jackson. Yes, I don't see it, but I also can't. That's picture why the, I, I can't was the kid. straining myself last night because I when I saw Nathaniel Nathan, I don't know what they call him. I was like, oh look, it's it's Logan Lerman. Looks just like him. And then I'm like, wait, they're calling him a different name because I was looking at the the you know the names of the characters. And I'm like. Fuck, that's, that, did they make a mistake? That's him. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, it's not him. He plays the youngest? Who's the youngest? And I see this tiny, tiny child boy. I'm like, oh my fucking God, is that Logan Lerman right there? He was born in 92. He was eight when this came out, which was seven when it was filmed. He looks like he's three. I don't understand. I have to see him in the movie. because I Okay. Um, yeah. He's always, he's like so tiny that his face always gets cut off. <gasps> You see the top of his head in many scenes. It's very sad. <laughs> um, okay. Yes. Seven children. So Benjamin does what he can to avoid fighting in the war. He doesn't want to. He's like, I got to stay at home because I got all these fucking kids. Um, and he okay. doesn't want Wait, his family. Is that him? Yes. I don't remember him in the movie. <laughs> I know. Right. He's barely in it. He gets cut out. Literally cut. This is the, this is the kid I was thinking of. Yeah, the kid with the bad hair. He's the second. He's the other youngest, right? Yeah, it's Samuel. Okay, he is not cute. No, rude. But I mean, mean, see his hair. But I mean, he had the worst hair in the movie. But you're not wrong. (laughs) Nathan, I thought that's the other boy. That's Nathan. I was like, oh, that's Percy. I'm like, fuck, it's not. Because he's the one kid who's like, yeah, that's Nathan. Yeah, load reload for your brother or whatever. Sure. Okay. Um, Benjamin Martin doesn't want his family to know how fucking psychotic he can be in war. Well, I mean, because he's never talked about what happened at Fort Wilderness. Yeah, even though he did everyone, a lot of violence. Well, I mean, he's known for his actions at Fort Wilderness, which earned him like commendations and you know, whatever. It earned him like the sort of the the man respect. Sure, the, you know. Like, yeah. it, it earned him legendary status within his community. Yeah. And yet he's never talked about it, except for one time to his wife when he was drunk. Yeah. Ooh, that was a mistake. Um, When his oldest son, Gabriel, decides to join, because uh, all his friends are, like, just like Luke, 
Skywalker. And then his second born son, Thomas, is killed. Very, it's like the beginning of the movie. I was, I was like, oh, this happens fast. Uh, he takes it upon himself to join and fight. So who's Gabriel? Who is our Gabriel Martin? The oldest son of Benjamin, played by Heath Ledger. He was 20 fucking years old. This was 2000. He's the same age as me. We're two days apart. We're kismet. Okay. He was probably 20 when they filmed this. Mm -hmm. I, the only, I would have never seen this movie had Heath Ledger not been been in it. I'm guessing. I I would have never watched it. I'd have been like, "Mm." because I remember I I said, this is like post Nice Tale. Like this was like, okay, he's my favorite person in the world. I got to see the Patriot now. I'm going to buy it. Like this was on the heels of Night's Tale because what year was Night's Tale? I'm saying. No, I know. I'm I'm asking. 2001. 2001. Okay. But so he, okay. You can figure the math out. No, 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 I know. Why, so wait, why did you see Night's Tale? Like what drew you to that? It looked kind of fun. Okay. And then you're like, who's that guy? Right. Yeah. Okay. So then you have to go back. I and... knew who he was because I had seen ten things. Oh. But I wasn't a. Fa- I wasn't. Uh, I was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, but you knew him. So you recognized him in Night's Tale from Ten Things. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, that's that guy from Ten Things. I hate oh, about okay. you. I that's the guy that Elizabeth likes. Oh, I thought your first exposure to him was. No, I your thought first, your first reckoning with him was Night's Tale. That's when I fell in love. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was all about Joseph Gordon. Joseph was... Gordon-Levitt. Okay, but he was already I didn't known care. to you. Yes. Prior to Night's Tale. Yes. Just, he just wasn't on your radar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's probably safe to say. So then this is a retrospective. This, your, I was like, oh, Patriot. I got to see everything yeah, yeah, he's yeah. in, which wasn't a whole lot. You know. <laughs> the Patriot. I'm like, well, uh, we saw Four Feathers in the theater. You remember seeing that? But that was after both of these movies. I mean. That was uh, fall of 2001. Yeah. 2002? That movie was terrible. That movie does not exist. It is not good. I don't remember it at all. I know what it's I about. I remember it being depressing as hell. It's World War One. They give feathers to cowards, right? And his girl gives him the feather, basically. Kate right? Hudson. Is that who that was? I don't How remember. How badly cast is that? I'm sorry. Kate Hudson's fine, but not in a period piece. Anyway, I don't know who else is in that. Do movie. the feathers represent being a chicken? I don't know. It was a white feather. I, I know. Like a, a I thought it was like a dove. But I mean. Chicken. <laughs> I no, I know, know. But I mean. I don't know. Okay. I don't remember Doesn't that. Doesn't matter. We're not talking about four feathers. No, We're Thank talking God. about the Patriot where there are no cowards. So yeah. Heath Ledger's Gabriel. Um, he joins up. Gets married to Anne Howard. I liked her. I didn't. She's goofy. I I, I know you don't like her because she seems like. The kind of girl that you would hate. Like it she seems like been... the girl from the from Newsies. A hundred percent, the girl from Newsies. Yeah, it should have been like Anne Hathaway. N- n- uh no. Yeah. No. Yeah. It needed to be someone that no one knows. No one knew Anne Hathaway in two thousand. Oh yeah. That maybe, would have been pre so. Princess Diaries. She would have been too young. But then you also would have hated Anne Hathaway though. And you you did for a while also. When did I hate Anne Hathaway? I don't know. You were a... Never hated oh, okay. Anne Hathaway. I, was, I thought you were a non-fan no. for a while. 
Okay. No. Oh, okay. Because she is my favorite Selena Kyle. I thought you'd say she's my favorite princess. <laughs> no. I'm like, she's mine too. Uh, she's my favorite princess too. I can't think of any other ones. Oh, wait. Cinderella. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Lily James. Okay. Yeah, Anne Howard. Who plays Anne Howard? We looked at her. Something Brennan. Lisa yeah, Brennan. Yeah, Lisa Brenner. Brenner. She's five years older than Heath Ledger. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, they were like friends as kids. Yeah, I mean, kind of like, oh, she. Last time I saw you, it's you were, I was eleven. You put ink in my tea. It's bas- It's basically they're basically redoing the Kevin Costner Robin Hood and Maid Marian. But guess who did it better? Sorry, Heath, and Brenner. Okay. Used to burn my hair as a child. So much better. So okay. much better. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> right? Yeah. There's like a tea joke. Ink in the tea. Yeah. And who's Thomas? Who's our second youngest? He is jonesing to get in the war. He wants to fight so bad. He's like fucking 15 years old. Dad's like, dude, two years. And he's like, No! Doesn't he have some weird ass name? That the kid, the actor. Uh, I want to say he does. Like, oh no, nope, different guy. Okay, his name is Gregory Smith. Okay, Not so quite weird ass. Oh yeah, Thomas Martin. Who's the guy um, I'm thinking of? Yeah, that other guy, that might, Frenchy, might that, have been the that, Reverend guy. It sounds like um, like Russian or something. Rene Abergen. No, oh, like Russian. Oh, you mean the French guy? <laughs> No, I mean the Frenchman. Chickchi Carol. That name. Oh, that's who that was. Okay. People are confused. Let's Weird. talk about Gregory Smith. So they come to arrest Gabriel because he's a dispatch writer for the colonials. Yes. That's why. And Thomas is like, you can't arrest him when he And the the the, the, the Redcoats come and take over the Martin mm. farm mm. house. Yeah. Plantation. And they see Heath Ledger. Well, Heath identifies himself as the dispatch writer. Yep, he's like, it was me. And so he's branded a spy. Yeah. And so he's taken away to be hanged. And Thomas. uh, In a ridiculous rescue attempt. Because he thinks, the problem is. I don't know what he thinks he's going to accomplish. Well, because he thinks his father's not going to do anything. Well, he's not. Well, his dad has a plan. Mm. It's just. You Thomas is 15. And, and stupid. Out of control. He, he runs deserved and to he die. Like pushes the guy. He's like, go Benjamin, run. run. Like Gabriel's going to run. Or what? Gabriel, yeah, Gabriel run with his hands tied and no. red coats fucking and everywhere. In the process. Mm, Lucius Cur- Malfoy. <laughs> Lucius Malfoy, a.k.a. Colonel William Tavington, a.k.a. Jason Isaacs. He, uh. He's the colonel of the Green Dragoons. Mm-hmm. He shoots him. He shoots Thomas mm. right through the heart. Mm. A little Chest off center. Yeah. Uh, Thomas has died. Yeah, deserved to die because he's a dumbass. Benjamin Martin, dad is. Oh, he's upset. He goes after Jason Isaac's people. Takes his two other young sons with him. Mm-hmm. Aim small. Aim small, miss small. Miss small. Aim small. Meaning, you know what that small. means, right? 
Yeah, like, don't make a big deal about it. No. Like, don't <laughs> aim for the man. Because uh-huh. if you miss, you'll miss the man. Aim for something small on the man, uh-huh. like a button. Okay. So if yeah. you miss the button, you'll still hit the man. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Good advice from Mr. Like, don't aim for the head, aim for the nose. Yeah, because then you'll probably hit the head. Because then you might hit the eye. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Yeah, so William... That's a gross noise. (laughs) Sorry. um, What are these boys' names? I wish these, like, characters were in order. Nathan and Samuel. Yeah. I wish they were in order of, like, people. Doesn't have any lines. He doesn't have any scenes. He's so much higher up than the other two. It's driving me nuts. God. I can't even find Nathan and Samuel. Oh, there's Lisa Brenner. Wow. Oh, Trevor Morgan is Nathan. When Gabriel is taken prisoner and Thomas is killed, he and Samuel help their father on a rescue mission. And Brian... (coughs) Chaffin? Chaffin? I have no idea. He's Samuel. How many Fs? One. I would ah! guess I would guess Chaffin. Yeah. He kills several <coughs> British soldiers. I'm sorry. Get your shit together before we start talking. Good grief. <laughs> so while they're off um killing these and witnessing their father brutally murder a soldier with a tomahawk. He turns of, him into ground beef. He turns him into ground beef. Uh, we have the the daughters at home with um, Auntie Charlotte. Charlotte. Who's played, lovely. Played by Julie Richardson. She's, of course, his sister-in-law. Who, geez, will they, won't they? Uh. She's taking care of the kids while he's gone. The two daughters, uh, Susan and Margaret. Uh, Margaret's taking, you know, she's kind of stuck taking care of Logan Lerman. Because he's at home. <laughs> um, Susan. I'm sorry. Margaret is played by Mika Burum. She reminded me so much of Claire Danes because whenever she would cry, her chin would wobble. Uh-huh. She, and she, she, she has to, a frowny face. She went to the school, uh, Claire Danes School of Crying. Claire Danes went to... Uh, um, not Meisner, the other one. Um, Tish? Nope. Okay. Um Susan Martin is played by Sky, Sky McCole, Bartusiak, and Sean knows all about her. This character, she's the youngest of the seven, um, has not spoken. Since, she's a selective mute. Yes, yes, not spoken since mom died. They're they're assuming it's like a post traumatic reason why she's mm-hmm. not speaking. Um, she kind of hates her dad because well, we don't know this. Well, you know, until. She talks to Heath. Yeah, she's like, tell him to fuck himself. She's like, I hate him. I I hate him. him Tell him never to come back. Um, Did you get emotional during that scene? Papa! Of course. (laughs) I knew you would. I wasn't, but I was like, I bet Sean's getting emotional. Because she's like begging him, don't go. Don't go. And she's like, good. I'll I'll do any, I'll say anything. Because his whole thing is just say one word to me, please. Just one word. And she refuses. No. And then she sees him leave, and then f- suddenly you just see it build on her face. Because there's a, even the first time, too, uh, I think it's when Charlotte's plantation gets burned. Okay. And she sees her dad, you know, 
down that road. Mm-hmm. He draws off the the red coats. Okay. She starts to mutter father, mm-hmm. but she doesn't say anything. Yeah. But then, so on the on the beach. Yep. It is the beach. She's, you know, that's when, but yeah, of course, of course I got, she's like, I'll say anything, just don't go. Because she's really crying. Anything you want me to good. say. And then you said that the actress. Sky Bartusiak. Yeah. Died at the age of 21 of most likely an accidental overdose huh. of like painkillers. Like, like her brother, Gabriel. But, I mean, she also had like. History of epilepsy, so mm. it's kind of unclear. I mean, twenty-one—that yeah. is not old. Nope. Yeah. Um. So that's the family. Uh. Some other. There's a lot of people in this movie that I'm like, I don't know what your deal is, and I don't really care. Chris Cooper plays Colonel General. I don't know Harry Burwell, one of. Benjamin's commanding officers in the French and Indian War. Uh, he fought in the 1775 Battle of Bunker Hill. His wife is pregnant. He's a good guy in this movie, right? He's a good guy. He's a good guy because you expect him to be a bad guy because it's Chris Cooper. And you're like, oh, God, it's a war movie. Chris Cooper's in it. <sighs> I'm trying to think. No, he he's almost a reluctant leader because huh? when... His wife is pregnant. He wants to... Well, no, when... Because he... I mean, he believes in the cause, mm. and he's following his, the general of his army is General Gates. Okay. Which we never see. Oh. I don't think. Maybe at the very end. But what could, because when, when Benjamin goes with Gabriel to the, to their camp the first time, mm. he's like, who's in charge? They, well, Gates was last seen riding northeast or whatever. Remember how he was like. He took off and his men were like a hundred yards behind him trying to catch up. Mm. So so then Benjamin goes, Who's in charge? He goes, I guess I am. Mm. He's like, Well, what are my orders? Because then that's when Benjamin volunteers to start um, up to lead the militia. How about Major Jean Villeneuve? That's the Frenchman. Yeah, that's that fancy guy who wants to look good when he's, he's like, right. I'm, that's I'm gonna him? die. I'm gonna look good. He's a French officer. I love him. French officer who trains Martin's militia because Benjamin kind of gathers his own men, kind of like Braveheart. He rounds up a bunch of Minutemen, basically. <laughs> he holds a grunge. A grunge. He holds grunge. <laughs> he holds a grudge against Martin for his part in the French and Indian War. But they become uh, close friends by the end of the war. Um. He explains in the film that he watched his wife and two daughters being burned in the ship that carried them by the British, which is why he hates the Brits. So mm-hmm. he's good. Your enemy of my enemy is my friend. Is that yes. the phrase? Yes. Okay. God. What? It's tricky. <laughs> um, Rene Abergeona. Abergeona. Yeah. Reverend Oliver. He's a minister. <laughs> he's also... um. The French chef in Little Mermaid. <laughs> les poissons, les poissons, how I love les poissons. And he looks like the real life embodiment of Ichabod Crane. Oh my God, he does. Yeah. Weird. He died in 2019. He was um, born to a princess. Like literally. Wasn't he born like, was she the... Sw- 
Swedish princess, though? French. Or? Oh, she was French? Because something about, I saw something about Sweden. Oh, I don't know. She was, her title was like princess something, 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 something. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. It's kind of neat. I mean, that's very cool. He's one of 18 men uh, taken to Fort Carolina and then later released by Benjamin. He helps Gabriel killing Captain Borden. But then he's shot by Jason Isaacs, right? Tavington. Right? He's shot by Jason Isaacs? Who is? Wait, who? Rene Jabarnumanumar? Yeah, yes, when Heath is fighting him. Yeah. And he throws up his rifle and then Heath grabs it. He tosses it. his musket to Gabriel. Um. So, yeah, uh, Rene. Yeah. His father was Swiss. Okay, there it's Swiss. Yeah. yeah. That makes, okay. Tom Wilkinson is in this movie. Uh, was he in In the Bedroom? He was in the... Um, was he in the bedroom? He was. I'm not thinking of Jim Broadbent, am I? Right? I don't know. Are you? It was he Tom put, Wilkinson, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because he was also in one of the Spider-Mans. Was he? I mean, in the one of the Batmans. Was he? I don't remember. Wasn't he in Batman Begins? I don't know. Uh, he plays Lieutenant General... Charles Cornwallis, a general of the British Army. He's uh, pompous and he's arrogant. He's disgusted by um, Tavington's... Uh, His brutal tactics. Yeah. He's, he's like, no, He's that's not, not following British. the conventions of civilized war. Because Jason Isaacs, let's just get this straight. He's the villain of this movie. He's yeah. the... He's the one who shoots kids in the back. He's shot all of his kids. I mean... He kills all of his kids. Not all of them. The two that all, die. All the kids that get killed, it's by his It's hand. by, yeah. He <laughs> loves to do it. Um, Cornwallis is like, mm, that's not very British. But um, but he views the militia soldiers as nothing more than farmers with pitchforks. Which, I mean, is what they are. I mean, that's... Yeah. But, yeah, he does discount them. Yeah. Donald Logue plays uh dance god he's one of benjamin's men i thought you said dance god dance god dan scott he's a uh, racist uh, he's he, very racist he's not nice to uh occam occam he's a former occam is a former slave <coughs> but of course they become friends um in the last part of the movie they stand you know how about side by side with a friend <laughs> kind of yeah sure He's like, I'm honored. Honored. It's an honor to serve with you or whatever. Yeah, it's kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Side by side um, with a friend. Peter Woodward is Brigadier General Charles O'Hara. Wow, that's too much. Um, Leon Rippey, you know that? He plays John Billings. He's one of Benjamin's neighbors, uh-huh. oldest friends. He's the guy who looks like he would have been like the town drunk. Is he the one who, oh, he's the one who kills himself after he finds yeah, his wife dead. and son. And son. Yep. Who do you think killed them? G, Jason Isaacs? <laughs> Sorry, that's... Yeah, Wilkinson was in Batman Begins. He was a fal- he was the crime boss. Falcone. Okay. Yep. Carmine Falcone right, or Falcone. Cool. Sure. Um, Roland Emmerich brought back uh, someone from Independence Day in this movie. <laughs> Good old Adam Baldwin. Who is like... A head and a half taller than Jason Isaacs. 
Well, there's yeah, a he's tent. a lot taller. Jesus Christ. He plays Captain James Wilkins. He's a definitely a loyalist in this movie. He's a he's yeah, he's a he's a colonist who's still loyal to the <coughs> king. To king and crown or king and country, whatever yeah. he says. He's uh one of the twelve out of forty to vote against a levy for the Continental Army. He's like calling them all traitors. Uh, his line is all those who stand against England deserve to die a traitor's death. <laughs> he's kind of, you know, on the same lines as Tavington, but he's not killing people like Tavington is. Wait, because even when it's like when Tavington tells him to set the church on fire, he's like, that. there's no honor in this. That's, you know. He's like, ooh, that seems yeah. extra. And he, he obviously has guilt about yeah, it. Yeah, when but... he's forced to burn the church at Pembroke uh, with town residents inside, only then does he regret his own words and realize what kind of man his commanding officer really is. Um, he dies in a cannon explosion. I don't remember how he died. I, He's not the guy who loses his head. No, no, that's a colonial that was, guy. That's awesome. That shot? Yeah, I don't remember seeing... Because I kind of looked for him. and I, I think there's so much going on that I think I just... I might have... I must have just There's a lot of him. war going on. Um, we mentioned Occam, who's played by J. Arlen Jones. To, who to, looks like Candyman. <laughs> kind of looks like Candyman. And he becomes a free man, but he still serves uh, with the militia till the end of the war. He's like, I'm here on my own. And court. becomes frenzies with Dan Scott. And together they build, rebuild Benjamin Martin's house. Yep. So that's our cast. Um, you know, it's a Revolutionary War movie. I don't know. A lot of war, a lot of fighting, uh, a lot of pipes. I mean, the and good thing whistles. about good thing about movies like this of this era is that it gives a chance for white actors to work. Not enough Very. opportunities for these white actors. We gotta do some. You know, there was a lot of white people in the Revolutionary War. <laughs> this is, I mean, and we're not going to talk about slavery in this movie, so that that works, right? Yeah, like it seems like everyone we every person of color we see is either a newly freed slave or they're already a free person, mm-hmm. even though they shouldn't be because they're not in the right part of the country. South Carolina, they weren't free till much no, later, which is why it's weird that they yes. would be free on Martin's farm. I mean, if they were in the north, that would make more sense. Yeah. I don't know. If you're, again, if you're a student of Revolutionary War and slavery, let us know. I, but I did like the relationship with the kids and uh, Abigail. Like the mammy, basically. <laughs> I mean, there's no better word yeah. for it. Yeah. She she's would... like, like when, she's, when they're on the beach and she's like cooking over and she looks over, she's like, it's the children. Yeah. Yeah, when they arrive, like all the freed slaves is that who all I, those people are? They I, like find they like start their own little colony, like on on the on, on a beach on a beach. <laughs> I'm like, is this Roanoke Island? Y'all disappear, and then like the because the, the Martins, Martins show are seeking up. refuge. Basically, they're hiding out for a while. <laughs> you know, they're all like, "Who the fuck are these white people doing here?" God, we were doing good. I liked Abigail because I mean, she, you know, she was the. The only mother figure that the ki- these kids had, really, after their mom died. Until which we don't know how she died, right? No. We 
can probably assume of consumption or some some or birthing a child. Birthing uh Susan. I don't know. Yeah. Um so the screenwriter, Robert Rodat, he also worked at he also did uh Saving Private Ryan. So he's like, I know war guys. He's a war guy. Right. He wrote 17 drafts of this. I did see that tidbit. Yeah. Yeah. In an early version, Anne, Anne Howard, mm-hmm. ink in my tea, is pregnant with Gabriel's child when she dies in the burning church. And did people think that was just too much? It's such a trope. Don't you think? I mean. Well, and also, I mean. It's like Game of Thrones. Are we? Does that mean that they would already have been married? Or. Yes, I okay. would. Because, I mean, they go through the whole trouble of doing the bundling. Which, I mean, is a real thing. It's What's a, bundling? You know, when he's they sew him into the bed. So like, oh, I think bundling bags are a wonderful tradition. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my. No, woman. I don't know. What did you call me? When he goes oh, to. Put ink in your tea. When he goes to the Howard's house. Because hmm? he's calling on Anne. Uh-huh. Like he said he would. Yeah. And, you know, and the dad's like, go ahead and call on her. And then when they're sleeping and he's peeping, he's trying to eavesdrop, you know, with his little ear horn. Mm-hmm. And she's like, don't worry, I sewed him in better than my mother ever did. And he's like, oh, God. Was that a sex thing? Yeah, so they don't fuck. Oh. Because she's sleep- he's sleeping over at her house. Oh, I didn't catch it. It's a chastity bag. That's gross. So I think traditionally there's... I was completely not They should aware. have both been... Because, you know, he's like laying there. He's like, ow. You know, she's stitching him up and she's sewing him into a bag in the bed. I didn't have a fucking So she can't access his on. dick, basically. <laughs> She'll find a way. Well, dick. I mean, that's... Because that's what, what even Heath the mom Ledger? said. She's yeah, like, find a way. Well, even like the mom, like, don't worry, I sewed him in better than my mother did. Meaning, when we they, got bundled... Yeah, I know, gross. I got to your dick. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, traditionally, she should also have... They should have both been bundled in. Yeah, separately. it's not fair. Well, I mean, and then they would bundle them into the bed and there'd be a big wooden board down the middle. That's so silly. Well, I mean, so are chastity belts and fucking... Yeah, I know. And no, you know... Uh, just fuck, guys. No one cares. <laughs> just get that dick, Anne You're going to die when you're like 30 anyway. It would have been funnier. <laughs> <laughs> ink? Is ink involved? Ink. ink <laughs> either I knew it. ink on his dick. <laughs> Or like, or ink on her, <laughs> because because she gives him tea, which is full of ink, like he did to her when they were kids, and his teeth are just like like Pee Wee's Big Adventure black. Remember the gum when he gives it to what's yes. his name? Fucking just black, black. I mean, yeah, it's like ridiculously black. <laughs> so it should have been ridic black. But then, because, you know, and then when he leaves in the morning, she's got black teeth, meaning, oh, they've been smooching. But. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they would put ink on his dick and then she has black on her mouth. I can't even. <laughs> Let's take a break. <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect time to take a break for this ad. Hey, this episode is brought to you by the Art of Bombing podcast, a Dan Bublich Jr. joint. Have you ever wondered what goes through a comedian's mind when they tell a joke that doesn't work? Whether you're an aspiring comedian or a hardcore comedy nerd, 
the Art of Bombing podcast has something for everyone. From useful comedy insight, entertaining stories of bombing and failure told by the comedians that lived through them, like Louie Anderson, we've established that he's from Minnesota. I don't think I knew that. Andy Erickson, who I now realize I know who Andy Erickson is, but I know her as Andrea Erickson, who is also from Minnesota. She's from Ham Lake. Diane's nodding. Approvingly, I guess. Chad Daniels, also from Minnesota. Dusty Slay from Tennessee. I don't know why I'm giving people's places of birth. I don't know what I'm doing. Join comedian Dan Bublitz Jr. as he sits down with comedians to discuss what can be learned from those ugly shows on the road. New episodes every Tuesday. Available wherever you get your podcasts. For more information, visit them on the web at www.artofbombingpod.com. That's www.artofbombingpod.com. Dan Bublitz Jr., The Art of Bombing Podcast. See, whoop, yeah, so re- ridiculously black teeth. Did you enjoy that ad? Hope you did. Did you what? Enjoy? Did you enjoy that ad? I heard, ad? did you annoy? I know. That's why I said it again, so I can have a cleaner okay. take. Did you enjoy that ad? I hope you did. So, so yeah, ridiculously um, black teeth. Yeah. He could have been, that should have been a a Harry Potter character that have been Sirius Black's mentally disabled younger brother. Ridiculous black. Wow. Rude. Um... Yeah, so 17 versions. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, like the character of William Wallace, which Mel Gibson portrayed in Braveheart five years earlier, Martin is a man seeking to live his life in peace until revenge drives him to lead a course. Nope, lead a cause. <laughs> um, Against the national enemy after a life of a family member is taken. He likes those roles. Uh, Harrison Ford turned down this role. He considered it to be uh, too violent and that it boiled the American Revolution down to one guy wanting revenge. And I also think... He's not wrong. And I also think Harrison Ford was like, (laughs) I just want to smoke my weed. This seems like a lot of work. (laughs) In 2000? Yeah. Get off my plane. Do you know how much... Mel Gibson was paid. Oh, this was like the 25's time. It was 25. Yeah. 25 million. Yeah, that was when that dollars. was that, this is when that was like the gold standard. Or I mean the This Can was like this was dude. the marquee price tag, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, this was the start of well not the start of it, but this was like that Peak. era. Yeah. Where that was those were like A-list goals. I know who else um were considered for the role of Gabriel. Yeah. Uh Joshua Jackson. Ooh. Pacey. Wait. Oh, I was gonna say I was gonna say Pacey or I mean Joey or Dawson. Joey is Rachel. I mean Katie. What's her name? Katie. Holmes. Rachel is the character. Oh, is in it? Batman. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um yeah, Joshua Jackson, mm. Elijah Wood. Too Julian. tiny. He wouldn't have been able to do uh Lord of the Rings. <laughs> He would have been, I'm not the youngest one. What are you doing? They're like, are you the fifth youngest? No, that's that Percy Jackson look kid. At, look at you. You're getting so big. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. 
too too jakey. Hey, fix your thing on your he mic. He would have been a better Thomas. Fix the thing on your mic. He would have made a better Thomas. Um, and that is Jake's, and that is a uh, coming from a Gyllenholic. But I mean, what's the age difference between him and Heath Ledger? One year. Yeah. See, he's too old for the Thomas character. One and a half years. He, I mean, Gyllenhaal could have. He would have been in the militia. I like, feel like he would have been a good Thomas. He, he might have been. He's he, kind of extra. He actually could have almost have been like the Adam Baldwin or the Donald Logue. Too young. Donald Logue? Jake Gyllenhaal. I know, for Donald Logue? Yeah. Why? He was just a guy. Because um, in 1999, when this was probably filmed, huh? that's the year Jake Gyllenhaal did October Sky. Oh, okay. He looks like he's fucking 10 years yeah, old. Yeah, isn't he like 12 in that movie? <laughs> Homer Hickam. So that's why I say he would make a good Thomas. Oh, but I, yeah, maybe. I don't like Thomas's hair. I don't want to see that hair on Jake Gyllenhaal. Well, and, and Thomas is a little bitch and he dies like a... <laughs> I can't see Gyllenhaal in many period pieces that aren't like the 1950s. He needs to be wearing a suit, basically. Well, he's done a few 1950s movies already so i'm used to it but to put him in something in the 1700s where they have long hair no i don't want to see that everyone else this movie can pull it off it looks great on heath ledger Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. jill hall no (laughs) and that's how i'm ending that um brad renfro r.i.p he was also considered was Brad Renfro. He was in American History X. What else was he in? Because. Time to kill. Nope. The one with Susan Sarandon. That John Grisham one. That's why I first saw him in. <laughs> I have no idea. Keep talking. <laughs> the Ice Storm. What? No, that John Grisham movie with. Oh. <sighs> you know, Susan Sarandon. Oh. And he got all that buzz. Mm. The Client. Okay. So the other Rainmaker movie. (laughs) (sighs) He died at age 25. Did he OD? He died a week before Heath Ledger. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Because I remember thinking, I just lost Brad Renfro. Oh, I feel like he had died way before, (coughs) way before Heath Ledger. Okay. January 15th, 2008. Uh, Yeah. Um, Morphine. Mm -hmm. And heroin. Okay. That kind of thing. Ugh, I was. He was in something I saw as a. He was in that movie with the uh, Jurassic Park kid. What? Joseph Mazzello. Is that his name? You know, the Jurassic Park kid. No, I. Who, Timmy? Timmy! I don't even know who that is. I mean, like. He was in. I only know him from Jurassic Park as the dumb kid who won't. You. Use- Fucking you didn't watch Bohemian Rhapsody, huh? No. He was in Bohemian Rhapsody. He plays a member of Queen. He plays who? One of the Queen guys. Which guy? Not Brian May and not Freddie Mercury. Uh, okay. So those guys were considered to play Gabriel. I think they picked the right person in Heath. Um, Roland Emmerich thought Heath Ledger possessed, quote, exuberant youth. Oh, 
I know him from Sleepers. Okay. Because he plays a young... Uh, Brad Pitt? M- maybe. Kevin Bacon? I don't know. Actually, they're the it was down to Gabriel. Um, nope. It was down to Heath Ledger and Ryan Phillippe. I can see Ryan Phillippe. Again. I could too. Because they kind of have... No, I mean, they're nothing alike, but I can see him. I mean, blonde. <laughs> blonde. So during uh, pre-production, the producers debated on whether Benjamin would own slaves. <coughs> and we mentioned this before. They decided to make him uh, not a slave owner. And then uh, this received criticism from Spike Lee, who wrote in a letter to The Hollywood Reporter, accused the film's portrayal of slavery as being, quote, a complete whitewashing of history. Yeah, not wrong. He's not wrong. Uh, he went. Uh, he wrote that after he and his wife went to see the the movie. It says we both came out of the theater fuming. For three hours, the Patriot dodged around, skirted about, or completely ignored slavery. True. Mm-hmm. Even Mel Gibson, anti semite himself, said, "I think I would have made him a slaveholder." Not too seems kind of a cop out. Yeah. Again, not wrong. Not wrong. Um, it was criticized for misrepresenting atrocities during the uh, during the war, including the killing of prisoners of war, wounded soldiers, burning a church. <coughs> a lot I of mean, people were like everything, hearing, everything that Cornwallis addresses too. I mean, yeah, a lot of people were um, saying you're 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 acting like the the Brits are like Nazis. Like, oh, I mean, he's acting like the Brits were evil. Yeah, like Nazis. Like, they weren't evil. They were, I mean, they were, sure, they were wrong from a certain point of view. It's but, all I mean, from a certain point of view, but because so were the other sides. But, I mean, they certainly weren't evil. I mean. Well, you, you know, the movie's called The Patriot. Yeah. You got to have a bad side. So it's going to be yeah, the I get, British. Yeah, if you don't, then it's, it's just a boring history You're lesson. You're like, oh, well. Yeah. War is complicated. Okay. The end. I mean, I think they tried to do that by making Tavington kind of this evil rogue. Yeah, they really... Uh, they really lean into that. Yeah. But, again, like, even as Cornwallis says, your actions reflect on me. And so his actions reflect on the Brits as a whole as far as the movie goes, you know? Yeah. Like, you as... And a, really... We as a viewer then see what Jason Isaacs did and goes, oh... The Brits were oh, evil. Man, those Brits. Yeah. Not just that this guy's evil, but yeah. But, you know, I, I I found Jason Isaacs to be quite enjoyable to watch. Oh, he's, again, he's another, he's he's a delicious villain. Yeah, he's very evil and he makes, you can see why they wanted him as Lucius Malfoy. Even though in real life, he's such the opposite. Like Jason Isaacs is such a, like a good person. Just go to I his mean, Twitter. Just seeing all the weird, like, random, like, clips of him just being a kind of a goof. Yeah. Is very odd. I know. I just watched the movie Abduction. <laughs> he fucks. He sake. plays Taylor Lautner's not real dad. Stepdad? He, <coughs> he plays his Todd. He plays, yeah. Well, yeah. Or is he it's, more like a foster dad or. Well, he thinks he thought they were his real parents. Turns out they're not. Oh, because they're like, aren't they? Isn't they it like, a whole like, conspiracy thing? Yeah, it's bad. They're like, they're like 
like government people or something. Yeah, it? it's yeah, yeah, yeah. bad. <laughs> I haven't seen this movie, but I know I everything about like it. I feel like you should watch it. No, 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 no. It's nope. My kind life, of hilarious. No, no time. There's not enough time in the world it's to waste on ninety abduction. minutes. No, it's a hoot. So yeah, Jason Isaac plays his his not dad, and it's weird because I I watched that the same day as we watched, you know, this, and I was like, God. He was the only good part of abduction and he dies at the beginning. Spoilers. I mean, that movie's 90 minutes long. I would rather watch the it's vision. A cool, it's the a Star cool Wars Visions. 100 minutes. I, I mean, would rather watch the Star Wars Visions trailer 30 times in a row. Well, because that was watch good. One movie of and, that. No, oh, God. And I don't want to say Taylor Lautner and Lily Collins aren't good actors. That's not, that's not my place to say. They're just bad in this movie for sure. My goodness. When they say wooden, like, that's what it is. Okay. Um, the musical score for The Patriot was composed and conducted by Mr. John Williams, the mm. maestro himself. Nominated. Beautiful. Sure. The, nominated. The music is great. It's sure. Nominated for Academy Award. David Arnold, he did the, you know, if you remember, he did the music for Independence Day. Mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. He actually created a demo for this that was rejected because you know emmerich by emmerich yeah because you know emmerich's like bitch i got john williams wait did was it rejected was was david arnold trying to like hey why don't you hire me for this or here's an idea i think when when they say that it's rejected it means david arnold was hired to do the music did some demos played them for emmerich emmerich's like this isn't gonna work I'm going to go with John I'm going to see if John Williams was a It happens bit. a lot. And most film composers don't take it personally. They're like, that's just part of the job. No, I mean, it's it's like, like I mean, it's their form of an audition. Yeah. But I think in, you know, in directors, they tend to take their people with them. And since he had done Independence Day, Stargate, Godzilla, like he had worked with him. Mm-hmm. But he um, never composed for him again. They kind of split their ways. Okay. Um, Harold Closer became a who? Harold Closer, Closer. He mm. he did the music for Day After Tomorrow. Okay. He became an Emmerich person, and um, Thomas Wander became an Emmerich person. I recognize that name. I actually didn't. I don't know who that is. Um, and of course, this one he got John Williams and got an Academy Award nomination. Did not win because this was Gladiator Year, and I'm pretty mm. sure. Maybe I have no idea. You know, it would also have been the it would have been your Gladiator and Crouching Tiger, which was Tan Dunn, and you know, the cello guy, Yo Yo Ma, Yo Yo Ma, the cello guy. Mm, which I mean, I don't know. Gladiator is my favorite Hans Zimmer score. Okay, doesn't matter. Didn't win. Um, what do you think it got for Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, 81. That's very generous. I know. 62. Okay, so what did I guess for Dark Knight? Did I say you 60s? Said eight, no, you said 80s, and it was like, like 94. 94 or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was playing that gamble with him. I was like, oh, man, I bet this is just as good. Nope. You know, a lot of people... Is it just because it's just not realistic? Like, not... I think people had some problems with, like, the... With the facts? With, with the, the facts. Okay. The, like they always do. The um, A lot of people, you know, they praised the performances. 
Well, because, I mean, Mel Gibson is fucking great in this movie. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to talk about how awful Mel Gibson is in real life, but I did want to mention that I really enjoyed him in this movie. He's really good in this movie. Now, did he double down on his anti-Semitism? He might have. I don't know. I haven't followed the story anymore because I'm I like, only, you're, I only you're remember his one initial rant with the police or whatever. I don't know. Which is what got him in trouble. And then I feel like he just kind of laid low. But then I think he might have fucked up again. I don't know. Probably. I, I don't know. It's disappointing. I only know of the gross. one for sure. Then there's like a second incident. Well, the which, one yelling at his wife and shit. There's oh, that. that came out after, didn't it? Maybe. Okay, that... Oh, I think that might be what... Yeah, I think his anti-Semitism was like that one time, but that sticks with you. Yeah. Especially in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I mean... Keep your microphone up. That keeps dropping to your... My boobs? <laughs> your balls. <laughs> <laughs> my my balls are down here. Hello, up here. Um... Yeah, have you heard of the critic named David Manning from the Ridgefield Press? Yes, no. From the Ridgefield Press? Ridgefield who? Ridgefield Press, a small Connecticut weekly news publication. Why would I? Um, David Manning gave this movie um, really high marks, lots of praise. Is this a fake fucking paper? Yeah, it's a fake person. Okay. Um, during an investigation into his quotes, Newsweek reporter John Horn discovered that the newspaper had never heard of him. So the Ridgefield Press is real. Okay. David Manning is The not. guy is a fake. Um, the story emerged at around the same time as an announcement that Sony had used employees posing as moviegoers in uh, TV commercials to bump this movie up. Wait, wait. Employees mm-hmm. were posing as moviegoers in commercials? Yeah. Oh, like, like, coming like out I of loved the- it. Like coming out of the theater. Yeah, remember those old commercials yeah, yeah, yeah. that we used to do that where people come out yeah, of the like theater? The, it was so the, much fun! For like the sound bites. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> so those were employees of Sony. Mm-hmm. Um, and these occurrences kind of started raising, raising questions about ethics and film promotion and. <sighs> Did this come out during that weird, that crazy Sony hack? No, that was just a couple years ago. No, it wasn't a couple years ago, but... Well, it's probably like 2017. It was like 10 years ago. <laughs> I don't think it was that long ago. I, I lived was. here when it happened. Anyways, but anyways. And then um, they figured out... They, well, they did a... I don't know. What's the show? Who's Harry Shear? I know he is, but... Harry Shear? Yeah. From Simpsons? Is it The Simpsons? That's not Homer. That's Dan Cast. I get them mixed up. I always- no, Harry Shearer is like a, a Simpsons guy, isn't he? Uh, okay. In an episode of The Show, host Harry Shearer conducted an in-studio interview with Manning, whose review of the film was positive. The voice of Manning was provided by a computer voice synthesizer. 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 Anyway, they made an out-of-court settlement, refute, and agree. I'm losing my mind. I can't fucking talk. <laughs> my throat is... I sound like I'm... a sp- old smoker yeah you know harry shearer mm-hmm. but yeah sony hack was 2014 so i was closer yeah. than you yeah, yeah, yeah. well i was living here difference. <laughs> um sony made an out-of-court settlement agreed to refund five dollars each to dissatisfied customers who saw this as a result of manning's reviews 
Isn't that funny? That's very petty. <laughs> it's very petty. Like, that fake guy told me to see it. I want my $5 back. Yeah. So it's like, here you go. Whatever. I mean. Wow. Um, so despite that, this was nominated for three Academy Awards. We mentioned score, um, also cinematography, which was Caleb Deschanel, father of those Deschanels, <laughs> and best sound. This The sound is, I mean, you again. You know what? I did notice the sound. Yeah. Not like the music, but like the boom booms. I mean, like all the cannonball hits and yeah, yeah, it's pretty. And it, it they weren't cool. they didn't go over the top with the splooshy like what the choppy choppies. There's know? a lot of choppy choppies and but, splooshies, and but it's yeah. not like it's kind of it's like realistic, but it's not, not like, watermelony like oh. like they like horror movies do. Mm. You know, it doesn't get too gushy. Yeah, it, it does. They keep it very realistic, really. Yeah, I mean, if there's anything in this movie, it's it's like war violence and war aftermath violence like if you know like limbs and mm-hmm. <coughs> which if you don't like that you know is this another one of those productions where they hired a bunch of amputees and stuff oh i don't know oh. no idea because there's a few we see a few there's some legs missing limbs, and limbs getting gone yeah um but yeah well we talked about in the beginning how we were kind of like uh, but then we kind of enjoyed it as as non-factual as it may be and as long as it may be and the fact that it's about war um well i mean it's a surprisingly easy watch really it is because it kind of sounds like homework on paper because it it, the i mean this the movie it clips along i mean it, it just goes and you're with it again though i i probably would have never seen it had it not been, oh, I never I, for Heath Ledger sh- for sure. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean like, okay, that's not my for, that's not my reason, but I, well, I you can say it. It's just a movie I never would have watched had it not either had been forced upon me. Watch or like, this, or like really, in, or because no one ever urged urged me to watch it until you. And really, I I I don't really remember what I thought of it twenty years ago. Um. I don't think I think I feel about it the same way today as I did back then. Like, oh, that's that's a fine watch. I mean, I can. It's easy to just to disregard the anachronisms and the and the Mel Gibson of it all. But because every historical movie that's based on history is going to have things that aren't real. That's just what movies are. They try to get as close as they can, and sometimes they got to change it for the story. Okay. Like, it's not a documentary. I mean, the whole point is, it's really, the at the core of it, it's still entertainment. You know, I mean, you... I heard anartainment. Anartainment. I can't... I'm done. <laughs> I'm tired. It is entertainment. You know, and... Yeah. You can't... I mean, because at some point, you get bogged down in the bureaucracy of it all the you know i mean it's it becomes paperwork you know you can't a movie shouldn't become a homework that's why i said on paper this can feel like homework yeah and it didn't so i mean and heath ledger was in a lot more than i thought he was i okay i went back i was like god he's in a lot of scenes i went back and forth between remembering he dies and 
thinking he doesn't die. Yeah, because like, even last time you're like, wait, maybe he doesn't die. I, I was like, I, no, I'm pretty sure he does. I, I, I first started, I'm like, oh yeah, I, for sure he dies. And I'm trying to remember when. And I'm like, wait, does he die? Because I couldn't remember how he died was the problem. Mm. So I didn't know. And then, and then once I realized, oh yeah, I remember his like newly wedded wife burns to death. Like, oh, okay, I do remember now. Mm-hmm. I, for some reason, thought that all his sons died. No. I don't know. I I knew the dumb one dies. Wow. And then Heath. And you didn't know that Logan Lerman existed. <laughs> and I, didn't, I didn't know who Logan Lerman is, was, <coughs> or where he stood. Aw. <laughs> he stood because right under the camera. He was overshadowed by the... The two boys. The, the other, other two boys. The other two boys with speaking parts. Yeah. And the other young kid who was cute as hell. Susan. Oh, okay. Was she like, was yeah, goddamn adorable. adorable. Papa! Her creepy ass little porcelain doll. Yeah. Y'all Google the Patriot Susan doll. I don't know. I, I don't know what comes good up. Good luck. You'll get Annabelle. She's got a creepy doll. I mean, it's an old timey porcelain doll, but it, yeah, I mean, all and it gets dirty ones. and it starts to get a little grungy looking, and and she loves it to death, and it's fucking creepy. Um, are there any scenes you wanted to highlight uh, that you're like, oh yeah, I like the scene? Uh, Again, the guy who gets his head blown off with a cannonball is kind of neat to see. That was fun. I mean, the whole like just that era of warfare was ridiculous, though. Stand in line, you shoot at them, they shoot at you. It's pretty Some ridiculous. of you guys are going to die, and then you do it all over again. Fuck, I'm like, yeah, dude, fucking kneel. They'll miss, they'll shoot over your heads. It's pretty bad. Just just hide behind something. Jesus I liked, Christ. Um, I liked scenes between Heath and Mel. I'm like, look at these their, two. Their uh, relationship was pretty interesting. Yeah, like, it was look fun. At the, look at these two Australians. Talking. I wonder if they pout around like, I think they did. Off Because I don't camera. think Mel Gibson was like crazy yet. Well, and I mean, I mean, and I mean, they're both hometown kids, really. Yeah, I just said that. No, I know. But I mean, so I mean, they have to have, you know, there's, you have that connection. So yeah. of course, you know, you identify with this now young up and comer. Mm-hmm. And you, I'm sure, I'm sure Mel would have wanted to, you know. Take him under his wing. Take him wing. under his wing, I guess. I liked their scenes together. I liked the scenes with, any of the kids, because I just enjoyed seeing mm. the kids. I liked Mel and Tom Wilkinson. Mm-hmm. Like the when they're both chair? being civilized. Uh-huh. Oh, fucking. Yeah, Sean Mel Gage? Gibson and his goddamn <coughs> the rocking chair thing. Which which was I was obsessed with going into this movie. I'm like, oh, we I, know, get to I don't watch, know why. I would get to watch Mel Gibson and his fucking rocking chair. Because when you said that, I'm like. Yeah, you had no memory of it. Well, the way you were mad about it, I was like, does this happen like 20 times? No. Well, once at the beginning, and then he sees a chair at Cornwallis's house. Yeah. That's it. I know. I'm like, what was, I mean, you you give him one quirk. I'm like, that is the, ugh. I mean, it, it, it was, you know why? It was very relatable. Because I would for sure try to build a rocking chair and get mad at go. my failure. Good. Because I do like, because I mean, I do like that first rocking chair scene where, you know, he took all the time to make this very intricate, delicate looking rocking chair. Mm. 
sits in it. So far, so good. Rocks. Hey, it's working. And then it breaks and he falls on his ass. This, and then his his non-slave slave kind of giggles. The little girls giggle. The kids giggle. Well, yeah, it fucking laughed too. Yeah, it was hilarious. And then he throws it and you see a pile of broken rocking chairs. You're like, God, dude, you spent all that time turning each spindle, assembling it all. You, hey, make a rough one first. Make sure it's going to hold your fat ass up. He didn't have a fat ass, but... Sean gets mad when people put too much time into things. Like, well, okay, perfecting, um, See, catching food on a that, tray. So the rock, I don't, I'm not mad at the rocking chair for that reason because that wasn't a waste of film money. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a waste of of the character's <laughs> personal time, sure, but whatever. We all have our our hobbies. <laughs> wow. So, what do you? We'll quickly mention mention the budget. I have no. I would have no. So this was two thousand. Mm-hmm. Um. So this is this when, four years earlier. Roland Emmerich spent seventy five uh-huh, million uh-huh, uh-huh. on Independence Day. Uh-huh. Um. This didn't have any like special effects. Yeah, but this has lots of costumes. A lot of people. I mean, it has a, a couple big-ass matte paintings, which are mm. very obvious. Filmed on location. Yeah, in a cheap part of the country, though. Yeah. I mean... You're, oh, yeah, okay. You're Continue. You're paying pennies on the dollar for... How much was the budget? 50. 110. <laughs> okay. Because Mel got 25 oh, I, I million. I forgot. About, God damn it. I forgot the salaries. God damn. Isn't that crazy? Um, he pushed them way over 100 million with that salary. Hey, how much you know do you what? think it made? But I mean, I, I, mean, I don't want to say he was worth it, but I mean, it, yeah, he's, you're going to get that performance. Yeah. You pay him $25 million. Wow. Okay. Um, what's the box office? $225. Mm. $215. Okay. Barely yeah, it, made it. It doesn't seem like a blockbuster hit. Yeah. No. I mean, it came out, you know, early summer, 2000. This isn't going to have, like, a not, lot of overseas appeal. Like, I don't know if Roland Emmerich's like, yeah, let's do another 4th of July movie. The Patriot. Yeah, I mean, this won't have... Uh, people this, are like, this are movie there... doesn't have global appeal, because, I mean, it's... No. A very... Um, I mean, it's the most American movie, really. I think it did well overseas, though. Because of Mel Gibson, yeah, sure. Probably but because of Mel, yeah. But, I mean, people watch... I mean, people in Taiwan watching it don't know what the fuck the story's about. They're like, who are these people? They all look the same. They yeah. all look like they're wearing the same fucking clothes. So, I mean... I don't know whose side is on. There's no aliens. I I did like... Oh, I did like the scene where after they've captured um, Cornwallis's personal carriage and stuff, uh? they have those all those uniforms and everything, and they sneak to that ship. They're rowing the boat, and the French guy's in, in, the, in, the, in a red coat. Uh. And he's like... And Mel Gibson goes like, red looks good on you. Oh. He's just disgusted. Mm. Yeah. He stinks. It smells like horse or whatever he says. Uh-huh. Oh, it smells like laugh. a dead guy or something. Right? Oh, yeah. Because well, there was a dead guy. In, oh, yeah. Because he goes, yeah. well, well, there was a dead guy in it. Yeah. Which I giggled at. <laughs> that made me laugh. Um, Yeah. Overall, you know, not bad. I mean, enjoyable. Not, I mean, it's, you, it's rewatchable, but it's not on my list of... 
hey, no. let's throw that in. It's probably going to be another handful of years before I see it again. Mm-hmm. Um, it is on Netflix. We actually watched it on Netflix. I didn't drag out my DVD. Oh, we didn't? I don't remember. Yeah. Was well, that why it looks so good? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, good. I don't want to get the DVD out. It's good. right here. So if you haven't seen it, it is on Netflix, but the last day is July 31st. It did remind me that while I... Oh, that's why that popped up. Mm-hmm. That's right. I do remember that now. Okay. Yeah. Um, again, it's it's pretty long, two hours and 45 minutes, but... It doesn't feel that long, though. If you like period pieces, if you like that time of American history, I mean, yeah. I mean... You, you can, like Heath Ledger? There you go. You can go take a pee break after uh, uh, Billings kills himself. Because then everyone gets a one-week furlough. Oh. Uh-huh. They like, go tend to your families. Yeah. If you don't come back, no hard feelings or whatever. Uh-huh. So you take a pee break then? No, I mean, the, as a viewer, you can go take a pee break. Oh. If the movie's too long. Oh. And they're saying, like, it's like, taking a pee break is, is, like, equivalent to getting a furlough. I thought well, you were yeah, trying yeah. to make a connection. No. I mean, yeah, sure, you're taking a pee furlough. <laughs> Oh, my voice is leaving me because my cold or my the end of my yeah sure tenure. <laughs> what I don't know. I'm. <laughs> Have you lost your yep. mind? Um. Okay. Well, that's the Patriot guys. We did it. Yay! We watched a three-hour-long Revolutionary War movie. So yeah, this one will come out July eighteenth. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, because Dark Knight's gonna be for the eleventh. Okay. Cool. So they'll have already heard have heard that. Sure. Hope you enjoyed it all. That's a long one. Um. No, I'm done. Yeah. It's hot in here. Should we pick for the f- week after that? Yeah. So that would be the 25th. I don't yeah, know. 25th. No one needs to know the dates. Yeah. Drops when it drops. It drops what when it drops, it and drops you don't get upset. It drops. I think we're at one seventy. Oh, six. You would think so. Hold on. I got to see if I. Oh, I didn't take the Patriot off. We could have got it again. Okay, 176. You took Dark Knight off? Yeah. Okay. Remember she yelled at me last time? She got all fucking loud. Mm. Hey, Google, pick a number from 1 to 176. 60. Oh. God, what a bitch. 60. Sorry, did I interrupt you, Google? Jeez. What a grouch. Oh. Is it, uh, is it a Ryan Johnson movie? No. Damn it. Sorry, you were in the mood, huh? For... I'm always in the mood for a, that Ryan Johnson movie. I hope we get that one in the fall. I hope we get it every single time. So this one is part of a trilogy. We've done the first one. I, okay. We haven't done the second one. This is the third one. Is Came out a, in 2008. This, uh... I can't even guess. Used to be a favorite of our daughters. I want to watch dancing. Oh, okay. High School Musical 3. The best one. Is this the only theatrical one? The only theatrical release. That's fine. I enjoy it. Because they're like, you know what? We can make a lot of money. Uh, (coughs) Pretty sure it's streaming on Disney Disney Plus. Yeah, I think it is. Um. Yeah, High School Musical 3, Zac Efron. The, the gang is back for the last, for senior year. High School Musical. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with this. I enjoy it. I mean. I think it's good. Yeah. Cool. All right. 
So until then, you can watch, you know, watch the Patreon. I don't remember the plot, but I... Oh, okay. I do. I mean, I'm trying to think what the big conflict is and... Where they're going to go to college. Oh, is that it? She got accepted into... Wait, is this the whole graduation thing? Yeah, they graduate. No, 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 I know, but I mean... And he's getting recruited like in Arizona or something. Mm, None of that sounds familiar. And they sing a song about how many miles apart they're going to be. None of that that rings a bell. Okay. All right. Um, You can, uh, as always, follow us on Instagram at Why Do We Own This DVD. You can follow us on Twitter at Why Do We Own This One. Thanks, as always, to Brushy One String for our theme song. You can find Brushy at brushyonestring.com. Thanks to Marlene LePage for our artwork. Thanks to Dan Bublich Jr. and the Art of Bombing podcast for sponsoring this episode. You can find him wherever you get your podcasts, the Art of Bombing podcast, or at Uh, (laughs) artofbombingpod.com. Sorry. I didn't do the WWs and the dots because... You don't need it. It's not needed. It is not needed. At least not in the recap. <laughs> um, Yeah. I don't know. What are you going to go out on? Some nice horn music from Mr. John Williams? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, British, the British Grenadiers. Is that that song? I have no idea. dun 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 Dun, 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 oh, is that dun, where dun, the ship blows up? Dun, 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 dun. It's a. And then Jason Isaacs dun, 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 places dun, dun, his glass dun, dun, down, but then they dun, 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 insert a, a shattering glass sound effect instead. I don't know. It's what uh, all the British armies played. Oh, okay. And the first time I heard it was Empire of the Sun, actually. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Then. Yeah, I don't right. know. All right. Until then, stay cool, guys. Hope you're enjoying the summer. Hope you're enjoying July. And I hope you enjoy High School Musical 3 as much as I do. Enjoy your bundling bags. Wow. And your ink tea. Bye. Bye.